0: Let that coffee brew, let that L burn Meditating on my past and the lessons learned Wanna live life, wanna find me Wanna read the impressions of society Let that coffee brew, let that L burn Meditating on the past and the lessons learned Just wanna live life, just wanna be me Just wanna break these chains and become free Peace, 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 peace Welcome to another episode of Talks with Merc where we discuss mental health, emotions, spirituality, and the everyday trials of being a human being. Conversations inspired by my own personal experiences and talks I used to have with my mama. I am your host, Merch Sun. And I um, appreciate y'all listening, <laughs> tuning in with me again. Uh, another episode. Um, you can follow me personally uh, on Instagram as well. I spend a lot of time. M-Y-R-T-S underscore S-O-N. Uh, on Facebook, Mertson. Uh, you can follow the podcast, uh, Talks with Mert, on Instagram as well. And um, if you're on YouTube, I just started posting a lot of content on my YouTube, uh, Talks with Mert. Um, tune in there. Um, I just started posting some of these videos that I record when I'm out here talking to y'all. Um, so it's just a, a different insight, a different look that you can get in and and catch the episode. Um, also, Um, If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please, please give me a rating. Um, Let us know if you're digging the show. Um, Let us know if I said something that'll help you. Um, Spread the word a little bit. But, you know, y'all leaving ratings, it helps folks find me. Um, And I greatly appreciate that, especially if you're you're feeling any kind of inspiration from the episode. But, um, yeah, the topic today, man, I'm coming to y'all speaking about um, empathy. Um, empathy is, I think about it all the time. Um, it's one of the, it's probably the reason I healed from depression. Um, on my first album is about my depression, um, that I made. And it's a song on there titled Empathy, where I'm giving perspectives from other people's lives. Um, empathy is what helped me heal from depression. Um, and the story I'm about to tell, I've told it before, but it kind of been on the fly, but I told y'all I've been <laughs> going through my notebooks lately. So I actually found the the story that I wrote um, about the woman that I spoke with, um, the notes that I took uh, from my conversation. And um, this was during my depression. This when I was living out my car. And um, I decided to take the bus. i always been the type that, you know, I go where the inspiration is or I go where I can learn something. Or, you know, I just need to view shit different sometimes. Um I think we all do. That's why empathy is important. Um, you just got to see things from a different light. And um, I was sitting talking to this lady. It was a white lady. And during my depression, is this was different for me because I'm in the angry state of my life when it comes to, you know, thinking about all that's happened to black people and just our struggle in general. So um, this was a very pivotal conversation for me. But it was this white lady that I was talking to, at the bus stop and, um, she just started talking to me and she was telling me about how her mom had just died and she hadn't seen her or spoken to her in 20 years. Um, she said she had uh, moved to her house when she was 17. Um, uh, she moved from home and, um, her mom, she said, her oh, mom used to just treat her bad. Her mom was on drugs. She was always calling her bitches and whores. Um, always blaming stuff on her she said she just really really treated her bad so once she left home that's a relationship a relationship that she decided not to carry on and i completely understand that shit um i know families you born into them and sometimes we feel the obligation uh you know to be around them and be with them but you know if they're not bringing value or you know great things to your life then I don't care who it is. You don't need to be around them. But I felt her when um, she came from this perspective about her mom. But she moved out. And it had been 20 years since she spoken to her from her. And um, she heard that her mama died, and it kind of just threw her in, you know, a horrible place. And she started thinking about her brother. She said "Um, her brother's a millionaire. And she said they had a close relationship Um, when they lived, when she lived with her mom, when they lived together, they raised together. And they had a close relationship. And all of a sudden, he stopped talking to her out of nowhere. Um, this is her perspective. I don't know the backstory, But I'm co- I'm coming from how she's feeling at this moment. So um, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to her. And he said, her brother's a millionaire. But, you know, she said, you know, there's been times where she's been struggling in life. And she's reached out to him, you know, not just for bread, but to try to to get that relationship back, what they once had. But... You know, he treated like she don't even exist. Um, and that shit was just crazy. And she was telling me about um, she had invited this woman who was homeless to move in with her. So she just felt bad to her situation and felt bad for her situation. And the woman moved in with her and took all of her money, um, took advantage of her um, just financially and stole from her. And she was just felt like she couldn't win. And she was like, damn, but that situation with her mother, her mother passing opened up the doors and the alleyways to everything else that was going on in her life. And that's kind of how it was with me. Like I felt her because when my mama and my brother died, uh, somebody just asked me, I think it was um, Dan Cable asked me on his podcast, like was that the everything that I was depressed about? And it was like, nah, like when they died, it opened up everything else that was going on in my life, things I ain't like about myself, um, people that I was around who may didn't need to be around, people that I'm giving my energy to. Like, it causes you to do a lot of self-reflection. When you lose a part of yourself, you know, you got to feel those pieces. And that's where she was coming from. You know, she was trying to figure out how to fill these pieces or hell, even if she even wanted to fill those pieces. She was trying to figure that out. But she was just feeling so lost and so damn hurt. And she was just talking to me and it was so much more she went into details about. But it was those things, the immediate family that was around her, Um, my immediate family when I lost them. You know, I felt like I lost a very big part of myself. But when our conversation ended, she was just so thankful that I sat there and I listened to her. That's all she wanted was just uh, to get it off of her. You know what I'm saying? Like we need we need each other to grow and to, to win in this life shit like we do. Like you just can't be in your own head and be in your own feelings and be trying to work shit out. You can, but shit would probably happen a lot quicker and a lot better if you were to use your brother or your sister or whoever may be around at the time. Um, because not only did I help her, but with her listening, I'm listening to her situation. I'm thinking about everything I had going on. And I was like, damn, like my life is like her life is like more, more messed up than mine. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm depressed and I'm going in and this is from my perspective. I felt like her situation was just a lot worse than mine. Cause at first I'm like, at least I got to know my mama. At least I got to spend that time with my mom. Like she had years where, you know, her mom ain't ain't really cared for Twenty years without talking to your moms, and your moms is here on this earth. That's, that's some shit I couldn't even imagine. That's a relationship I would have to to try for. Which I understood why she was separated. But I am thinking about my my relationship with my mother, and I am thinking about her her brother walking this earth, and you know, not being able to go to my brother or talk to my brother when they're here. And, or having family who just don't fuck with you, not just because off of you, but off some shit that they got going on. Like, I don't think she understood it that deep yet, you know, but still, you know, having that family here and not being able to connect with them on that level, this shit was treacherous. And she was also telling me how, like, how broke she was and, you know, moving from place to place. And that shit got her hurt right there, too. Like, different parts are starting to to come to me as I'm talking. But she was... Hardly had anything of her own And she helping somebody else And when she do help that person The person take advantage of her And I felt that shit too Because that's how I am Like I just be wanting to help people Like I've learned to not give more than I have Because usually I would just give and give And when I ain't got shit left, I'm looking around like Hey like let me hold something Or what's up Or can I have some time Can I have some energy Can I have some bread Like I don't have it so I had to learn, to how to give out myself and give myself without, you know, giving away everything. But me, when I see somebody in need or I see somebody hurting, like, I got to try to help them out. And I want to try to help them because this is how I am. I give a fuck about people and I have empathy for people. And I cared enough to listen to this woman's story to hear about everything that she was going on because... It was the inspiration that I was looking for because I'm like, damn, her life is, is more fucked up than mine. And, you know, not saying that my situation is little, but knowing that there's other people out there whose situation is more fucked up than mine gives me light on my situation. It gives me hope that I can go out here and better what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? And she was telling me, thank you. Thank you for listening. But. You know, I thanked her as well because she was the inspiration that I need. And it came from a white woman. I had never looking at white people with the endearment that I had just felt for this woman and, and looked at her. I had white friends and good people in my life, good white people that I knew. And then race is a big deal. I'm bringing up race now because it's during my depression in my 20s. Why well, i am this angry black man? And everything that happens is because of the color of my skin. So this was a pivotal moment moment in my life because this thing just happened to me. This 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 lift in my spirit and this hope hope that I felt happened because of a white woman. Her situation. Having that empathy for her shed a light on my soul and helped me shine a little brighter for that moment. You know what I'm saying? That was the first moment during my depression where I was like, man. Like, I feel better. I can do this. I can really go out here and do this shit. And empathy, that's when it became so damn important to me that you have to show people empathy because you don't know what the hell somebody is going through, man. You know what I'm saying? And this was a moment when I stopped judging people, too. And I'm going to get in the moment when, like, judging people, when you judge people without having an understanding of what they got going on. That's to me that's just some ignorant shit. And I had to learn this myself because I was always in that space judging people. You know what I'm saying? And they say thou should not judge. That's that's the word and I think that's what he meant. Uh when when they say it, Thou should not judge, you know, you or you shouldn't judge because if you don't got an understanding on what the hell going on, how can you truly be a judge? Um and it was another story. Um, this was happening this was out of my depression but it was a pivotal situation and conversation for me because you know it is it gave me that understanding once again that you really never know what people are going through um i was on the phone um at work working at the call center and this lady called in she called in to pay her bill and this conversation with somebody calling in to pay their bill with the job that i was working at it usually only take about a two-minute phone call, and I ended up being on this phone call for 45 minutes. But this mother called in. She was a black woman from Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, and um, her son had just been killed. Not had just been killed. It had been like two years since her son was killed, and she was telling me the story and how he was, how bright he was, how smart he was, and how he had just got a new car, and it's one he worked for himself. Um, (laughs) She was saying how, you know, they had got him a car when he graduated high school. But, you know, he wanted his own whip. So he went out there and worked for it and saved up for it. And he had just got him a new car. And, you know, he was feeling real good. Um, Had just graduated college. Um, Dude was doing amazing. But she said that he left the house one night at 9 with a group of his friends. It was 5 or 6 of them. And it was 11 o'clock p.m. Two hours later when she got the call that he had been killed. And she was saying, like, to this day, she couldn't understand how the fuck that happened so quickly when you are around this group of people that, you know, you felt safe with. And the, you know, the city, the state, they went in the, the police department, was nobody doing any investigating. was nobody doing anything to try to find out no answers. Was he robbed? Was he set up? Like, what happened or anything? You know, she never got any closure on that situation and he was raised in that house that they were living in and um you know she had stayed there she said a year after she he passed he was killed but she couldn't stay there no no any longer um it was driving her crazy and her not getting that closure on what happened to her baby is you know that shit can fuck with you and again she was thankful for me there listening Because doctors, all all these doctors want to do is just prescribe you shit. They don't try to see what's going to help you, what's good for you. Um, How can they really diagnose you or any of that shit? They just want to give you a fucking pill. And that's all they were doing to her every time she went to the doctor. Not a therapist or anything. They just want to give her a pill. Say, you know, it's anxiety. She need to chill. But I'm like, ain't no damn anxiety. Like, that's fucking trauma. Her son was just killed you know, she never got any closure on why or how it happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had all these good things going on in his life, and, you know, she she was feeling horrible. Like, that's trauma. That's not anxiety. Yeah, anxiety stems from trauma, but everything can't be fucking worked out with a pill. You know, sometimes she may need to sit there and have somebody listen to her so she can get it out without somebody just thinking she's crazy or feeling some strange way because ain't nobody taking time to try to sit down and understand what the fuck she got going on eternally and she had family and everything but you know family you know they just try to well most of them they try to do it the best they can to help you so you know she said she had support you know them filling in for her that her brothers had a big strong family you know they helping her out and they being there in a time of need and you know they were there but When you got this shit built up inside of you, there has to be an outlet. Like, you got to get it out to somebody or something. You just can't let it sit up in there because it's going to eat you up, eat you up, eat you up. And that's why I say we need each other because everybody can't afford no doctor. Everybody can't afford no therapist. Everybody don't want to be put on a damn pill. Like, people just want to be listened to and understood. To know. You know, that they they situation and their life matter a little bit. That's all people be fucking wanting. But people are so caught up in themselves self and calling people crazy and quick to judge and to have a story or have some shit to go tell. It's just so much to go into that category. But everybody's so caught up in that one damn category that they forget in the fucking individual who's actually going through something. Who actually had trauma or shit going on that they didn't get a chance to deal with. That's where empathy needs to come into play. We as people need to give a fuck about other people's feelings and about their situations, regardless of what you see going on on the outside, because you don't know what the hell it took for them to get to that state. And I'm listening to her and she was just like crying and being so happy on the phone that I was just sitting there listening. And she kept apologizing. I'm sorry. I know you at work. And me, I don't be caring about that shit, man. Like I know it's work, but I ain't give a damn. Like, that right there was more important to me than than her calling in and paying that damn bill. That was a moment that she needed. With somebody to sit there and just listen to so she can get these feelings out. For somebody to be like, you are not going crazy. You know, it's okay for you to have anxiety during this time. You know, you're dealing with some shit that you never got closure on. It's cool. It's okay. I'm be praying for you. I wish there was more that I can do. But <laughs> but I'm on this damn phone and it's there ain't too much I can do. But I did this. I listened. I was able to contribute that part of my life and that part of my time. And she was so damn thankful for it. and you could just see and feel you know, when people really appreciate this type of thing, like that white woman I was sitting talking to on the bus bench, I can just see it all in her face. How grateful she was just to have two ears and the woman on the line, you know, when we got off the phone and she finished her payment, you know, she just kept saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you. You know, I ain't mean to waste your time. Just thank you. Like all people want to do is listen. Like it don't cost nothing to listen and just be quiet for a little bit. And to see what people got going on. We ain't got to dissect their problem. We ain't got to give them an answer. Everything don't deserve an answer. Sometimes people just need to get shit out. You know? And they don't know how. And that's why people go crazy. Because everybody ain't giving a book on this life shit. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to hear people out and give a damn about people. And stop judging people unless you gonna sit down with them and understood what the hell they got going on, understood their situation and see what it is. And those two moments helped me. That first moment helped me during my depression, helped me get out of my depression. Because after that moment, I started shutting up. I got out my head more. I wasn't just talking to myself all the time. Each person that I encountered, it wasn't each person because everybody didn't have a story to tell. But people, when I felt them, In my spirit, when I felt them trying to get something off, I knew to shut up. I knew to listen. I knew that they just wanted an ear, you know, that they can vent to, that they can listen to. And I didn't mind being that ear because I'm trying to heal myself. Maybe they got something to say to me that it helped my situation. Sometimes we need to understand somebody else's perspective so we can heal our own perspective. And I was needing that shit during my depression. So imagine how many people... It's like the whole planet deals with depression. Everybody. I ain't going to say everybody, but it's a lot of motherfuckers out here that battle depression. And they go through depression. And we all go through stuff. All we got to do is just talk to each other and listen, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we got to quit being so damn hateful and pointing the finger at people and calling people crazy, calling people damn all kinds of stuff, uh, judging them because it ain't how your situation would be. Um... But, yeah, usually I don't try to tell people how to <laughs> how to live their life, but I think empathy is some important shit that we all can take a dose of. Um, but that lady on the phone, you know, that shit, these conversations are conversations that I never forget because I understand them and I can relate. But this last point or this last scenario that I wanted to use during my depression, I was this angry black man. I came to this point where I felt like if you was not conscious to my level of consciousness about everything that black people has went through and everything that we suffer with. then I was pointing the finger at them too. black people need to do better. We need to come together. We need to all put our money in one place and we all need to do this. And I was like one of those angry black people, one of those black people you see to be bashing you and shit. Like I had, I found myself becoming one of them and I probably told y'all this story before too. But this shit is it's a very pivotal moment in my life. Um, my OG, he going to be on one of these episodes coming soon. But um, well my OG, OG Bay Harris, check his music out when you get the chance. But I was on my high horse during this time when I was in activism. But I was one of those activists who were bringing other other black people down when I spoke. I might inspire a couple people, but I probably hurt some people too. And that shit ain't cool because I ain't trying to hurt nobody and make nobody feel like they ain't up to par or less than, or for me to be looked at, like, who is this joker? Like, you know what I'm saying? That ain't me. But, I was just angry, but he sent me, yeah, I was angry black man, but he sent me this video, of, um, King Leopold, um, from Belgium, and, he gave, he went to Congo, and enslaved millions and millions of Africans over there, and killed millions and millions of Africans, and, he was using them as slavery to build to get uh, ivory to go hunt elephants and cut their, their tusk off for ivory and had them chopping and breaking trees for uh, rubber. And that's what he was using them for. And he was cutting off their right hands. If or to use him as an example, he would, he was cutting off their right hands or if they didn't meet productivity or, you know, what I'm saying this is what he did. Um, This is a story. You can look it up on YouTube is King Leopold uh, from Belgium and his trip to the Congo. But he sent me this story to humble myself. But I'm about to tell you what humbled my black ass. So but one thing that humbled is when you go to Belgium, it's pictures of right hands up on like statues and clock towers and different parts of the country. So <laughs> this man went to Africa. and He was cutting off right hands and y'all got. Right hands hanging up around around the country. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 what had happened. Also, before he went to Belgium, King Leopold took a trip to the different countries around the world, you know, asking permission to go to Congo pretty much. He told them that he was going over there to set up a trading post, you know, with the with the Congolese and the Africans. And everybody, quote unquote, supposedly okayed it. Knowing what this man was going to do, so he went over there and tricked the um the leader of the uh the Africans and you know whoever the the leader was at that time um tricked them, got them to sign some paperwork, and then went over there and exploited it, it all and took advantage and put us in another fucked up situation. But this man was given permission by almost every damn country and continent that there was to go over there and rape Africa. So he sent me that story to humble me. And the part that humbled me was, you know, the conditions that black people are up against are far way bigger than what the hell is going on here in America with African-Americans. It's more we're like black people have to overcome all of the stipulations and the negativities of not just America, but the whole fucking globe. Everybody signed over this man to go over there. And when they found out what he went over there to do, there was no punishment. There was no repercussions for anything that he went over there and did. All they did was take his little crown away and he was good. He wasn't king anymore. But that's the type of fight and the struggle we're up against. And that shit right there humbled me. Because it shows it's bigger than how I feel. About black people, or it's bigger than things that are going on now. This situation is a lot bigger than what it is. And your little attitude and your little anger that you got going on ain't doing shit to help nobody. So sit your ass down and reevaluate how you're going to look at things. And that's why I call him OG. He ain't never say anything to me about it, he ain't never say anything, but he seen me going through some shit. And that's the knowledge that he dropped on me. But this opened up my mind to start having empathy for my own people. You feel what I'm saying? This really was the icing on the cake for me to start having empathy for everybody. But it started with my own people. I had done enough research and studying of my people. I felt like I did to the point where I understand them. But I really didn't understand them until I read The, um, the Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. And he broke it down from, you know, a religion standpoint, education standpoint, the worker standpoint. Like he went through every uh, different perspective and different area of the black culture and the black community, especially here in, uh, in America, and broke it down to how we are lost all the way around the board. And when you got all these millions and millions of people, each family deals with a different type of trauma. Each family got a different situation that they're going through. This family over here might be dealing with drugs. They got a drug addiction that's been going from generation to generation to generation. Ever since granddaddy was hooked, it's been getting passed down and passed down. You might have this family over here who, who battles with depression dramatically, big. They just deal with it and nobody's figured out how to heal it yet. You got this family over here who's economically going through it. They don't know how to get money, hold on to it, save it, or learn how to spend it. They don't know how to do that. You got this family over here whose father's highest education was eighth grade and may not feel you need education to go further. So they pass it on down to his kids, and everybody might get to the 12th grade and be like, fuck it, and never find another way to better themselves after that. You might got this family who all believes in work, but I'm breaking it down like this to show you, that everybody is fucking different and everybody got different traumas and different things that they're going through. So I can't be out here judging anybody or especially my own people, because we were in this mess for 500 years, 500 years of this shit. And then they so-called let us go from slavery. And then they're supposed to be a 12 year, I think it's 12 or 13, 12 year, Uh, Reconstruction era Or reconstruction period Where they were supposed to be Giving us all the things That we needed to be You know Successful in this society Which is fucking impossible If you torture somebody For 500 years How do you expect them To heal in 12 Black people weren't Given the tools Weren't given The tools to go out here And lead And be okay In this society They weren't given Proper education They weren't told How to go out here and get a job they didn't know how to separate their spirituality from religion so when they clung on to something they clung on to it tightly they wouldn't teach how to go out here and build businesses on their own that's why a lot of us end up going to work for other people you know what i'm saying or going back to work for the slave master when they did let us go a lot of our people went right back to the plantation and people say i don't be caring like it's truth is the truth like, I know some people may not be ready here, but a lot of people were upset when Kanye when Kanye had said, um, what did Joker say, that Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves. I know exactly what he meant when he said that. Everybody took it as, an, you know, got defensive because he was talking about Harriet. I love Harriet Tubman, too. I appreciate everything she did for those thousands or hundreds of um, Africans that, that, that she saved. And those are just numbers. If it's more, <laughs> blessings to you, Harriet, like... I, I appreciate all, I appreciate everybody that sacrificed anything for me, for my, my kids or for us as a people. Um. So, but what he meant by that is that she didn't free anybody because even though they were free from the noose around their neck or the chains, they still ended up going to work for somebody. And that's what he meant is they hadn't developed what they needed to go out here and be on their own, build their own business or their own situation. They got free in the South and went to the North to find another sharecropper or somebody else to go work for. He didn't meet it in the South, probably because of the way he, his delivery. Delivery is everything, and that's probably what it was with him. But I done went far left with this situation. But what I'm saying is we all go through shit, and each family or each person has a different kind of background and a different kind of thing to that they have to tend to or that they've been through, or some type of trauma that they got to feed. So we can't judge their situation because we don't know how they got in the situation that they're in. I had a firm understanding that everything that black people had been through, I had to get out this angry mindset that I was in because we've been through a lot for 500 years. We have been through a lot. And it's going to take a lot longer than them. what we had to get back to where we're supposed to be. And I understand that as humanity, too, because I'm not the type to just look at shit from one perspective. At one point in time, I went and studied everything I could about white people. You know, Caucasian culture, European culture, white people, American, white Americans, everything. I went back into history to understand different perspectives and different mindsets and they go through shit too. You think white people want to be colonizers? They want to kill people or enslave people and have this type of mentality. You think they want to do that? The old ones may, but it's people that I live by and walk by now who don't have that mindset. They're trying to break that generational curse that they great, great granddaddy started. So they don't be looked at, you know, as being oh every white person is bad or every white person is looking at them different you know what i'm saying you got to have empathy for every fucking body because everybody is going through something that white lady sitting on that bench was the perfect example she taught me so much and made me feel so good about my situation that day you know what i'm saying is you got to have empathy to everybody you got to have anger you got to ha- you can't have anger You can't have judgment. You got to stop judging people because you don't know what the fuck is going on. I couldn't no longer be mad at white people. I couldn't no longer be mad at black people because I took the time to go study and understand exactly every goddamn thing that we've been through. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you're only living in your own point of view or your own perspective of things, you know, that's cool. But stay in that zone. You can't have it both ways. If you're going to live in your own perspective and live in your own life, then stay in that zone. Don't have shit to say about what somebody got going on over here. Don't have shit to say about what he doing. Don't have shit to say about what he thinking because you ain't trying to take the time to understand why he doing what she doing. He doing or why she saying what she saying or why he acting the way he acting. So stay in your own zone and your own lane and quit judging because everybody is going through some shit. You know what I'm saying? I had plenty of situations where I done crazy shit and I had to sit down and think about why I done it. And, you know, I might go to the root. I get down to the root of it. That's how you you deal with your own trauma. That's going to be a whole nother episode right there. But empathy, you got to have empathy for people because we need each other to grow. Um, We just need each other, man. I don't even have any any extra thing to put on in or anything else to talk about when it comes to empathy. But I use it even with my own kids, my wife and my kids. I wasn't raised in a household to where, you know, people wanted to hear about my problems. Like my mama wanted to hear about what's going on. She sit and ask me and talk. You know, we would talk, but she ain't coming to see. You know, I can't. You just use your kids in the, in the household, and she, you just don't vent like that. You just don't go tell people your problems, no nobody care to listen to the shit. And it's time to create an environment where you can feel free to go and express yourself, and people will feel okay to listen. But when it comes to my kids, when they feel in some kind of way or they got some shit to say, I let them speak it. I feel and understand where they're coming from because now I know how to help them. I know how to, you know, help them grow, feed them, see what they care about, see how can I help improve their situation. You know what I'm saying? That's my job, and we got to hold ourselves accountable to Helping people when we see I know some people out there just can't be helped. Some people out there, you'll know when you feel them. (laughs) I feel off of energy. I know when shit be genuine and I just do. And I won't even take uh, take the time to do it. But it's people out there who really want to heal and who really want to do better and who really want to grow. And we got to help create an environment where we can go out there and do that by making ourselves available for some of these people and start with your family you got family members and friends who probably going through shit that feel like they can't tell you because they might feel like you don't want to hear it and shit let them know that it's okay i'm gonna listen what you gotta say bro I, i just listen if they ask for an answer or a solution give your input but if they don't just be their ear you know what i'm saying and yeah man have empathy for some people um I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. I'm trying to see did I leave anything out. I'm scamming through my notes. I don't see anything. I think I touched all the points that I wanted to touch. We need each other to grow. Um, yeah, be a helping hand. Quit judging folks. And if you do going to judge them, at least try to find out why they feeling the way they feeling. Or why they behaving the way they behaving. And so we can spread that love, spread that peace, and spread that unity. Um, Yeah, but any change you want to see in this life? It begins with self. Believe in yourself. Be patient with yourself and watch self blossom. Have empathy, man. Y'all take care. Peace. Let that coffee brew, let that L burn Meditating on my past and the lessons learned Want to live life, want to find me Want to read the impressions of society Let that coffee brew, let that L burn Meditating on the past and the lessons learned Just want to live life, just want to be me Just want to break these chains and become free